This is a WTF podcast experience. I think you know that internal voice can paint quite a grim picture, but in reality it might not be at all that bad. A collection of ferrets is called a business, and here on New Zealand's most awarding business podcast, we tame the ferrets once and for all. We welcome entrepreneurs, leaders, inspirational figureheads to inform, educate, motivate and inspire. My name is Freddie Bennett, business owner, entrepreneur, author, world record holder and a wannabe podcast host. And today, everybody, we have a real treat for you. This is a guest who I've been desperate to get on the show from the very first episode. And today we have her. I am delighted to welcome Valerie Rowe Mitchell, owner of Emerald Business Advisors. Valerie, welcome to Taming the Ferrets. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for the beautiful <laughs> intro. Thank you, Freddie. I'm delighted to be here. Thank Amazing. <laughs> we're, we're delighted to have you. We always like to give our guests a warm welcome here with all the, uh, with all the ferrets running around our feet in the studio and uh, here in, uh, in the WTF production studio at uh, the Shared Spaces. So, Valerie, for anyone who doesn't know you or Emerald Business Advisor, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Um, wonderful. Thank you so much again. And it's a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to share my story as well. So, um, who am I? I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, but also I'm a business owner and I believe like I'm a very, uh, at the very beginning of my entrepreneurial journey as well. And I'm saying that because I have been an employee for a very long time for, um, 20 years and I, I always worked in accounting practices so my background is accounting and um, what I really love about that profession is not just the numbers but the people we communicate with our lovely business owners with their problems and struggles but a lot of wins as well um, so Emerald Business Advisors started uh, in a remarkable time of our lives, 1st of April 2020, uh, for those who remember, it was the second week of a lockdown, so it's not quite what I've planned for uh, my lovely business to be born into, but um, hey, it is what it is, and that was actually a beautiful time to start a business because I had this captive audience of people in front of their screens, and that's exactly what I've done with a couple of other entrepreneurs here in Taranga, being Tony Snow and Paulina Roach. We've started a little team um, called uh, Locals for Locals, and um, it was absolutely amazing in the way of it fast-tracked our name, our brand, and myself um, so well because we had three times a week we had meetings online obviously on zoom locked in our rooms uh, but talking about the business talking about what to do what not to do how to deal with all the um, crazy stuff that was going on in our lives at this point of time so um, that's how we started and then of course um, the journey continued pretty well because um Anyone and everyone needs an accountant and help. And what we um, are doing different, and I've recognized that many years ago, that there is a bit of a barrier between an accountant and a business owner. And mostly driven, I believe, by a little bit of a fear of um, maybe 
business owners might feel that, oh, I don't understand what they're talking about. So accountants kind of self-inflicted on themselves by using long words, so to speak. So that's one side of things. And of course, the the, fee, the fees, right? The um, That billing that's happening every six minutes in the accounting world, which is always a struggle for, for people to pick up a phone and say, hey, how do I deal with this or, or that? Because um, business owners don't want unexpected bills. So I recognized it quite early in the piece and I thought, well, with our business um, structure and our business um, kind of uh, conducting our business, we're going to do it completely different. So we removed all the barriers in the way of having people to worry about how much will it cost me to call Valerie and her team. So we've got a completely different um, structure of fees, which opens up that communication beautifully. And uh, I must say it's working really, really well because we're enrolling on average probably two clients per week. Uh, not to brag about it, but it's it's just fantastic to see that a little tweak, a little, a little innovation in this profession can create such a good outcome. And I, I truly believe that in any business, and for those who are listening, in any business you have to concentrate on two major things as a business owner, one being innovation and the other one is marketing. Because, you know, you could have the, the, the best product out there, but if no one knows about you, if you're not marketing yourself, if you're not reaching out to your um, audience, to your niche, to your customer, no one will know about it. So marketing is a massive thing um, to work on, with your on your, in your business. But with the innovation, what I'm talking about here is if everyone, everyone going to do the same thing, there would be no progress, there would be no innovation. And any profession, even accounting, with our kind of the perception of being boring and the same and monotone, you can innovate, you can change, you can um, zoom out kind of and see what else can be done better. And that is kind of my job and my... Um, daily thought what what else can we do better how can we serve our clients in the better way um, in a better manner i love it there are so many gems in there valerie and it's it's so refreshing to hear someone take such a holistic service-based innovative uh, perspective to, to things like accounting where you're right I know and uh, I've, I've worked with a lot of accountants myself and there is that uh, that, that stereotype of yeah, the, the monotone bean counter but really it's it's such an interesting industry an industry that, that's really um, ripe for evolution I think I think it's time to really see some some fantastic changes but I, I'm curious and, and let's go back to the beginning so why why did, did accountancy ever appeal to you when, when you first started off in, in your accounting career, when you had um, what I lovingly call a, a proper job? Um, what what brought you to, to that industry? Mm. It's a good question. It's a good story, too. <laughs> I'm happy to share that. So, um, and I, I love talking about it because it just proves the point that you have to go on the journey. It's not about the destination, it's the journey you go on. So what had happened is um, I remember being 15 years and sitting at school in front of my math teacher and she said, Valerie, 
you've got to go and do something with the numbers. You've got the brain for it. And I said, no, no, I'm going to go um, and study music and I'm going to be a singer. And uh, she goes, oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, she says. We'll see. <laughs> so subsequently, I actually went and studied music. I became a singer. Wow. Not many people know that. I, I became that. a singer and I um, I was part of the troupe, like a folklore troupe, uh, back in Russia. So, by the way, out there people, <laughs> I'm from Russia originally. And, um, yeah, and I became a singer. So, it was um, up to about 19 years of age. And so, it was a couple of years of, of that career. And I've, I felt like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite on the right track. And, um, Can I ask then, um, just just there sure. quickly, Valerie, what yeah. what was it that made you think you weren't on the right track? Was it a feeling? Was there any kind of like yeah. any data around you? Because I know a lot yeah. of people out there have that question around: yeah. Am I? Yeah, there's that heart versus head. That, am I yeah. doing the the right thing? And what what was it that made yeah. you think this isn't quite the right path for me? That's extremely good question. And if I just recall my experience, what I felt is I felt that. In this profession, you have to be the the first, the second, but not the third. And I felt that, and obviously with the art that's to do with the talent as well, I, I felt I'm good, but I didn't feel I was great. Mm. And I felt almost like there is a ceiling to what I can do with my talent. And that prompted me to think, well, hold on a second, am I in the right so just asking that question and later in life and now I'm, um, I'm a big fan of asking the question, what am I not seeing? Mm. What am I not noticing? What am I not doing? What else is there out there? And so in the age of 19, I'm feeling already unsettled and, and um, anyway, I'm going back home and somebody says, oh, there is a little accounting job going uh the little shop do you want to go and give it a go so i went in and absolutely loved it i loved the numbers i loved the solving puzzle working with other people and subsequently i thought that's it that's what i'm going to do and i was thinking about my teacher math teacher and i thought oh my god she was right <laughs> and um from that point so i went to university in moscow uh, meanwhile working and supporting myself being an accountant supporting uh, my studies and my lifestyle um through the job which I had as a junior accountant and just carried on from that point. And ever since then, so I'm 48 now, so it's coming to bigger numbers. Somebody said to me, don't say that you, you've got experience more than 25 years because it sounds scary. <laughs> so, yeah, it's more than 25 years. And, um, yeah, that's, that's my love of my life, really, and mostly because of um, the people I get to work with. I love that. And... To pick up something else you were saying, Valerie, I think it's really interesting when you talk about the numbers and that love of the numbers, because I I have to hold my hand up. And again, you know, you talk about the singing career. I had the boy band career and I was like, am I going to follow the dream? And uh, I don't know. I clearly I did follow the dream of being here. I, I didn't want the boy band. It was all about taming the ferrets. But, but, but the dream here is about the numbers. And I speak to a lot of people and you know, my one of my kids says this, I know I've said it myself, I'm not a numbers person, I'm not good at maths, I can't do the, the whole accounting side of things. And for someone that's obviously naturally very talented at this, 
do you feel that, that anyone can can learn that numeracy to bring that yeah, that numbers based thinking or is there do you feel quite a quite a split between the people that can and the people that just yeah, don't think numerically I truly think that you will become what you think you are or you are what you think you are um, as in if you say I'm not a numbers person it's almost like giving the order to your brain mm. don't go there I'm not good enough mm. and I think anyone and everyone can grasp concept on the, of everything two things the desire to get there and the teacher you will choose definitely and I, I can't say enough how many times um, clients will be coming from another accounting firm and they'll say we don't understand what they're saying to us we don't understand the language we don't understand the um, the terminology and that's an accountant's job to say well I'm not going to use those long words and I'm going to really explain simply what's mm. going on here with your numbers. But I can't underestimate how important it is for any business owner to understand at least basics mm. of what's going on in the business, right? Cash versus accrual and all of those things, which I'm not going to use the long words, but what I'm saying is any business owner that want to succeed, they need to understand the basic at least basics mm. of accounting for sure i love it and i think in in business in in 2022 we've spoken about some other episodes but there's so much of a temptation to look at instagram and facebook and dare i say even linkedin with everyone yeah, showing the the cars and the success and the laptop lifestyle and all these glamorous things about business and entrepreneurship but i i truly believe again i've had a wake-up call with this in the past that it is about the you know, the numbers, the the everyday things that we have to do about consistently just getting the basics right in business. I think that can make such a big difference and it doesn't matter how how creative you are, how great your idea is. I think if you can't get the basics right in terms of the uh, the accounting and, and the balance sheet, then, then mm. it's always going to be an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. I think there is a direct correlation between the... Um, how hard you work and how good results you get. So mm. it's, it's, and it applies not just to finance side of things, but any kind of input. If your input is horrendously big, you will get a great output, mm. right? So that overnight success, yes, it does happen. It probably happens to 0.00001% of the population. Mm. And, of course, unfortunately, we live through the time where that uh, quick su- success kind of shown quite quite widely. But at the same time, it's not reality. Mm. There is no such a thing as a shortcut to a billion dollars. There is no such a thing as waking up unless you're born into it. But there are a lot of amazingly talented entrepreneurs out there that came from nothing. Mm. But everything that we see, uh, shall we say, in the spotlight, the work is done at the back, right? Definitely. So when um, somebody arrives in a beautiful car, it doesn't mean that it happened today. That Mm. It happened probably over 10, 15, 20 year period where that person really worked Mm. hard, quite asked, correct questions and 
was innovative and promoting their, their services and figuring out the way mm. to get to that level of wealth. Definitely. And I was, uh, I think this conversation might go down the personal development route somewhere along the line, but I, I was um, told something the other week by, by someone a lot wiser than I am, and they said something like, you know, we, we sit here and we, we wish for a million dollars, but first we need to learn how to manage $10,000, or mm. business owners, lead, you know, they're wishing for 100 clients, but first they need to deliver for one client, mm. and it's without going too woo-woo, I think life works like that. We have to, If we want the big thing, we have to, to prove to ourselves and to the universe and whatever that we can do the small things. And so everyone wants the empire, but, but not everyone wants to have the corner shop. But mm. You have to go to the corner shop, to the bigger shop, to the bigger shop, but then the, the global empire. And I think too many people want to, to, to fast track it or, or skip a few steps or, or, or try and go big before they know how to go small. And it's such a, an intricate journey. You're absolutely right. And it's um, when you were talking about those things, what came to my mind, and and I must say, I have to share this, I often, when I listen to somebody, I'm just listening also to what's coming through my brain, what, what is actually appearing to me, and what was appearing to me at that point of time as the following. We want to skip, and, and you only want to skip if you're not content and present, and where you are at the level you are and say say i've got a hundred clients right now and i have to i have to appreciate that if um or on the day one i had zero clients mm. we say, and that's okay to be content and appreciate that that's this beginning of my journey for example mm. today our database is substantially higher and again it's probably not as high as where we want to be but that's okay. We mm. appreciate, we, we cherish what we've got right here, right now. And I think that's where that gratefulness or true appreciation of right now is coming from, mm. through. And I think that's what we probably in the current society forgetting to do is um, just say, what do I have right now and be thankful for mm. it, right? And that's what it's a double question. Do you and do you believe business owners like your clients, mm. for example, do you think that in general business owners have a trouble being in the present? Because I know a lot of, speaking as one myself, a lot of you know, ambitious people who have got these big dreams and big goals and want the business, it's so easy to live in the future and, and be thinking, I want the next thing and the next goal and 2023 and the next strategy. And, and not live in the present. And is that something that you've experienced or that you see with your clients? Yeah, yeah. I think you, you're absolutely right in the way of, yes, we live here and we live there as well, right? We live in the future as well. But I'm not against the planning. I'm not against the, um, and, and we were just chatting just before <laughs> the show with the listeners that I was saying that it's mid-November and I'm planning our next 12 months mm -hmm. for the business and for myself personally. So it's extremely important to dream and plan and set out new goals for yourselves for sure. But it's 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 dual job, right? Mm -hmm. You do this, but also don't forget to look back and say, oh, my God, look what we have achieved. Look where we are right now. And that I would say, and I truly believe, when you pat yourself on the back and say, look where I am right now, it empowers you and motivates you to say, well, this is my next goal. I totally can get there. 
because right now I'm a lot more further than I was 12 months ago. And I think it's, um, it's a lot about discipline and the way of what kind of um, what do you allow your brain to produce in your brain if, if you wish what kind of voice is there mm. and eliminating the the one that is not serving you well and you know promoting those thoughts that really empower you and really um, move you forward mm. and i think that that's a key point and it's so strange. I was thinking about this on the way into the studio this morning. Being being someone who I, I can be, it's very easy to be kind of self-critical and be thinking you should have done more and you could be doing better. But but the phrase came to me that if we spoke to our colleagues or our clients the way we speak to ourselves, then we'd be fired or we wouldn't have a business. Mm-hmm. And But we would never speak to other people the way we speak to ourselves sometimes. I think that's, that's such a key... Um, yeah, information points just just to cling on to that we we can be be kinder to ourselves especially if we work in the business world where it's so easy to to look for for, for things that aren't right or for things that can be improved everyone listening to this has has already come so far yeah totally agree and and if anything right now guys lift your left <laughs> hand up and put yourself on the back because um all those you know 24-7 kind of thoughts through your brain because I know business owners, we don't rest. It's a little bit like it makes me laugh when somebody says, oh, I'm going to start my own business so I have more time. And it's it's exactly the same as saying, I'm going to have a baby and have more time. <laughs> Not going to happen. So it's, it's quite an opposite, but it's joyful and it's fun. And what I really love and appreciate that I call the shots, I make the decisions and um, my knowledge and whatever I learn, I can apply straight away. And mm. there is no boss above me that can say, oh, I don't think we can do this. Mm, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that that progress and that decision-making, because I, I have to share of, um, when I just started my own business and I've got a group of friends and one of them was absolutely horrified and he said, what are you doing? You're starting your own business. Mm. I said, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to be the boss. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. And he said, but all responsibility will be on your shoulders. And I Mm. said, that's exactly what I want. I want (laughs) all the responsibility on my shoulders. Mm. And I think there is, for some people, it's a barrier in the way of it's scary and how am I going to perform? But it's coming back to kind of trusting that, Yes, with the responsibilities come the obligations, but I can do it. Mm. You know, I, I can make decisions. And look, if I stuff up, then I stuff up. I'm responsible. I'll just get up, dust myself off, and <laughs> off I go again. So, and it's it's all good. And I think, yeah, for, for our business owners out there, just, just go for it. Mm. Just go for it and see what happens and try again and again uh, whatever it is you aspire to to get to. I love that. And and I want to just dig a bit deeper into, into that process of you starting your own business because, well, first you have, again, did you get uh, another feeling? Did it, what, why did you feel if, if you had this, this employee position that, that it was mm. time to, to go out on your own? Yeah, so it's, it's it's a very good question as well because there was a process and, of course, it didn't happen overnight. So about seven or eight years ago, um, I found myself 
in a very happy place in the way of I've got an awesome job and I'm getting quite a good wage and I've got a lovely uh, partner who's my husband at the moment uh, from the, uh, where we got married last year and um, so and then I've got my beautiful daughter and everything is good everything is just good and kind of day after day things are happening and then I'm thinking well it's it's kind of boring almost I, I need to do something else what else mm. is out there and I was obviously about 40 or about that that um, kind of time and I'm thinking oh am I having a crisis of some sort <laughs> but anyway so you just kind of find that you um, professionally you've established yourself you know what you're doing so there's no kind of challenges and oh I'm making mistakes all the time that's not happening anymore and you you kind of it does kind of uh, you've got heaps of energy but you kind of on autopilot almost mm. and I was thinking oh do I want to do something else? No, I love my job. I love my husband. Everything is good. And and kind of what occurred to me is I turned it around more like from going what is out there, more what's in there. Mm. Who I am, who am I as a mother, as a wife, as a uh, you know, professional as a human being, you know, in the way of in the society and all of those kind of things, and and that kind of um, took me on the next level of okay, that's interesting. There is a whole world in me, not just outside of me. And um, then I thought, okay, so I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to set up a challenge for myself, and the challenge was every next year I need to be better in some respect than uh, the previous year. So the first thing on the list was was um, I wanted to do a diploma in psychology. Mm. And um, just because obviously working with the people, I thought, oh, it would be interesting to have a little bit of an insight mm. what's going on in our brain and behavior and all of those kind of things. So, yeah, off I go, studied for a diploma of psychology, which I successfully completed. So it took me a couple of years. I really loved that because it wasn't because I had to as a student when mm. you're 19, 20, <laughs> 21, but I was doing it for fun. So I was like, oh, yeah, I've got assignment to do. And it wasn't mm. kind of that internal pressure that, you know, there are teachers or parents on my back or I've got a student law. None of that was mm. existing. I was like, it's just because I'm doing it for me. I'm yeah. doing it because I'm interested in doing something. So there was um, progression in that in that direction. Then after that, I've kind of went and um, so the following uh, the fall like after a couple of years, then I went to this amazing conference in uh, Melbourne, mm. and it was purely for accountants and uh, business advisors, and it just blew my mind the the scale of the event and what you can learn and what you can do. It was just absolutely amazing. So I thought, oh my God, there is so much more for to to this profession that we think there is, and um, and then so and subsequently then in the following year um, something amazing happened to you and I shared with you. So I've ended up going to Tony Robbins' event, which mm. is called Unleash the Power Within. I love some Tony Robbins, so we definitely we can we can go all day on this one. Yeah, definitely. yeah, that's <laughs> right, that's right. So and and. Uh, the bottom line is I wanted to get to the event of his in person for a very long time and it was never working time-wise, money-wise, obviously having a little child and all of those kind of things. And that year, for some reason, it was like, it's in September, it's in Sydney, 
yes, I'm mm. going. And off I went. And I must say, during the process of, um, of that seminar, it, it was some kind of rebirth for me, honestly, in <laughs> mm. respect of... Um, because I think the idea of having a business or starting a business was already brewing quite strongly, but we all have those limiting beliefs. Mm. We all have this, oh, how am I going to go from X, Y, Z dollars every fortnight on my bank account to no dollars <laughs> for probably a six months period mm. of time, right? So this is scary. And um, another, and I don't mind to share it, especially for those who are immigrants like myself, you know, if you're coming and from... And me. Don't yeah, and yet. yourself. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. But you, you don't have what we have is a way of accent, right? So my other limiting belief, so first one was the money, how am I going from so many dollars to no dollars. And the second one was, well, I've got an accent. I'm an immigrant. How can you how can you go and put yourself out there and who will actually follow you? Who will who will become um, a client? And going through the process of um, you know the seminar through the course of uh, UPW, which is unleash the power, then it kind of there is a process where they make you to confront and pull out from from back of your mind what you actually are afraid of, mm. and just kind of try to destroy it completely, which worked for me a treat. <laughs> so when I came back, I came back home and I said to, to my husband, I, "I think I'm going to start my own business." And he said, "Well, just about right time because you've been talking about it for months and months and wow. months." And then I said, oh, "I have I had I had this limiting beliefs which." Almost like I had them on the back of my mind, but I never verbalized it. And I said, oh, I'm worried about money. And he, again, he was like, I can't believe you're saying that. Do you think we'll die or something? <laughs> so, again, so I guess why, why, I'm, why I'm sharing this, guys, um, whoever is out there on the other side of the world or right here in Toronto with us, those fears that are within you, they're not necessarily true or as bad as you might think. Mm. I think, you know, that internal voice can paint quite a grim picture, but in reality, it might not be at all that bad. Yeah. And um, and for me, the sound was the accent, and I shared that with my friends later down the track, and I said, oh, I was worried about my accent. And again, what, what was really uh, interesting for me to see their faces, and they're like, really? <laughs> like... Are you serious? <laughs> so again, it was kind of confirming that those limitations within me were not necessary at all. Mm. And um, so after the, after UPW, as I say, I came back and I thought, okay, that's going to happen. And then, yeah, six months later, we were in business. <laughs> I love that. And there's there's so much gold there Valerie and and I think everything you say about the limiting beliefs is is so true I mean again just just yesterday I was speaking to someone I know and he's he's in a day job he doesn't enjoy and he actually quit that job to start his own career and he was you know working his notice and you, know, you have your three-month notice period and um and he wasn't bringing any money from the from the new you know, business as such and he was just it, just retreating and say, right, I'm, I'm not going to leave the job. I am going to go and, and, you know, tear up my resignation letter and everything. Mm. And there is that fear about, I'm not going to make any money. I'm not, that, that self-talk. And like I had, I've been here, 
I'm not a natural business person. People in my family, when, and again, my dad used to say this, and my mum, like, um, you know, in our family, we're just not business-minded. We're good at other things, um, smoking and drinking, in my parents' case, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> you know, um, you know, we're, not, we're not good with numbers. We're not good at business. I'm not cut out to be a business owner. Do you think these are all just limiting beliefs? Can anyone achieve their, their business goals? Yeah, I, I think one part is limiting beliefs, but another, my favorite part um, to talk about also is the language you use. Mm. Um, the example will be, say, for example, we've got a person that's been smoking for years and years and years and then they stopped, but they keep saying that I'm a smoker, I'm a smoker. So they're putting themselves mm. in that box. And it, it, for our brain, it's nowhere to go. If you are calling yourself, I'm not good with numbers, or if I'm not good in business, then it's exactly what's going to happen. Mm. So the language, I can't underestimate how important it is, what comes out of your mouth or what kind of thoughts are going through your brain. And there is an awesome book called As a Man Thinkers. And it's it's exactly about those kind of um the language and those concepts and way of if you tell yourself I'm not good at something, that that's true. But if you say I'm going to give it a good crack and there is no plan B, that's true as well, mm. right? And to give advice to your friend, um, you know, uh, actually a few months ago somebody asked me to, to tell um, my story about the business and I, I've written the story and then I thought to myself, how do I name it? And the name was No Plan B. Yeah, okay, there is pandemic. <laughs> yeah, okay, no one is working. Yeah, okay, uh, we're going from, um, you know, a very good job to starting a business and accounting business and all of that kind of stuff. But if you say this is the only path, and remember that you're saying it to your brain because I truly believe there is a, our body is amazing in the way of health and the way of how brain operates. The, and you can command to your brain to do or not to do something absolutely mm. so as i say as somebody said very very um very clever they said if you think you're wrong you're probably right if you think you're right you're absolutely right right mm. so um the language and the it's it for me i feel it comes down to that discipline of even kind of hearing yourself mm. quite often and catching yourself and saying, no, 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 hold on a second, let's just not go there and just pull back and just regroup ourselves. It's hard. It's hard work. It's not easy. Mm. And it's daily work. And um, but it can be done. Absolutely can be done. Definitely. And, and I wanted to, to ask as well, because as you said, when you started the business, there was COVID hitting and there's uh, there's no denying the fact that in any town like here we are in, in Tolonga and, and other places, there are other accounting firms, there are other business advisors. Were you ever worried about the competition, or did you ever have people say, "Oh, there's you know there's loads of other people out there"? And you mentioned your friend who was like, "What are you doing? How do you stand out from the crowd? Is it just a belief in yourself that you're going to do something different, or did you have any particular tactics around it?" A um, couple of things here. So first of all, as I say, it was on the back of um, Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. So it was a lot about kind of um, believing in yourself, but also recognizing the, recognizing the fact that it's only 
you that is you mm. and um, I remember early in the days somebody will say oh what about competition and I intentionally for myself but for the others say there is only one of me there is only one of Valerie Bromwich mm. there is only one Emerald Business Advisors we're not competing with the others we are competing with ourselves if you wish we are constantly working on how can we be better and how can we serve better? Mm. But that's the only competition I have. So there was that. And the other side was um, strategy as well. So in business, extremely important to kind of figure out who you are, what your vision is, what is your mission and all of those kind of things. And I have gone and quite often, um, especially when people starting the business, they, they kind of moan and groan about, uh, you know, those kind of business plan things about mm. the business vision and business mission. And it's cool. I do agree with that. But somewhere, once it starts shaping into something, you do need to sit yourself down and kind of figure out what is your mission. Because mm. that underlying um, stream or energy will pull you through anything. So for me, um, what we've done is the, the cornerstone of everything we want to provide the better, better service for business owners because uh, I do believe accounting industry is an aging industry but also very set in its ways and it's underserving people. Mm. So for me, it was like, yeah, as I say, it's only one of us and we're going to give the superior service and great communication and treat our clients not as we were a step above them, but just as us mm. and give them the tools and education, anything and everything they need from us. So that was kind of um, the point. And the marketing strategy was because I thought to myself, okay, I've got two options here. I can say, oh, Every other accountant is rubbish, but I didn't want to do that. So I thought, okay, what if we just go and target everyone who's starting a business? So, And that's exactly what we've done. So what, that allowed us not to get on the bad page of any other accountant in town mm. because we all know each other and there is a kind of a little bit of a community. So, And you don't want to kind of spoil the relationship anyway. Mm. Um, so the strategy was, okay, let's just market to anyone who wants to start a business. And it's exactly what we've done and we've um, enrolled a few hundreds <laughs> of people who just decided to start the business. And it's such an awesome journey just to sit down with somebody and go from that kind of little seed and, and go and figure out where they're going, what they want to do and set them up correctly uh, with their books and with the business structures and kind of explain what the journey is um, ahead as well, talking about uh, being an owner, operator of the business and all of those mm. kind of things, but really kind of giving them that foundation because, you know, a building without a foundation will fall, right? You can't really build on something wonky. And I see as a business advisor, that's my kind of main goal to give people that solid knowledge and foundation. They don't need to know everything and anything about it, about the business, but there's kind of roots of that tree that is going to grow. We need to get right from, from the beginning, ideally. And um, yeah, so that was the strategy and um, here we are. <laughs> I love that. And, 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 and as you say, here we are, we have... Yeah, the, the future ahead of us, it's an interesting time for businesses at the moment where yeah, hopefully coming out of COVID, we've got, uh, we're not quite sure what's going to happen with the world economically, politically, there's things like 
talent shortages, supply chains are still looking not quite settled yet. What would you say to, to, to business owners who are looking out for the next 12 months? What is the the Emerald Business Advisory viewpoint as to how how business owners can not just survive but also thrive in, in 2023 and beyond? Yeah, very good question because I think it's very topical and it's something that I bring into every conversation right now as well because I've heard a couple of people pushing back when I'll say, oh, um, the recession is out there looming and like, oh, recession, so it's a scary word, so we'll remove that word, but we'll say economic downturn. <laughs> so whether we want it or not, we've got economic uh, downturn and we want uh, we can see that spending power is decreasing of our customers, so we can see that, um, you know, your discretionary kind of uh, spend, which is, you know, for leisure, something that you've got extra money, it's, it's shrinking because the, the, the um, things that are really important, like your rent or mortgage, gone up in price. Your food basket gone in price, gone up in price. So what it means for our business owners that okay, consumers are going to think twice or three times before they spend the money. So my advice will be just um, two things really. Number one, your employees, your team. So you've got to look after them and give them confidence. And again, how you would do it, you tell them why we do what we do. You tell them what is your um, mission, what 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 are you trying to achieve within your business, why are you traveling in that specific direction. Mm-hmm. And employees also feel a little bit stressed because they are the consumers as well. So they're feeling like, Okay, um, the prices of everything going up. So is my job is going to be secure? Am I going to get a pie rise in the near future? So I would say as a business owner, you need to kind of preempt all of this and and either talk openly or um, make sure that you comfort your employees. And if you can't give them pie rises, maybe just talk about our strategy and we, we're planning to do something. But Having this openness and transparency and communication extremely important. So that's your team because without your team, you know, nothing will move forward. And the second part is your customers, right? Mm. Look after them like there is no tomorrow. Um, the relationship extremely important. The um, that nurturing nurturing community, if you wish, around you that that are your customers. Just again, cranking up the service is the number one because unfortunately when uh, times are like this, people are a little bit more stressed. Uh, there is a little bit of um, less standard out there. And people under-delivered in many respects, like on the service side of things, or maybe products are shrinking or whatever it might be. So just, just giving your customers that superior service, continuing that high level of um, standard is extremely important. But another one is, um, again, innovating. Mm. Don't do what you've done last year because I think everyone who's got a little bit of um, kind of time to think about it, whatever we were doing last year in the way of business, we can't carry on this year because last year everyone was spending money, everyone had cheap credit, we had, you know, the, the government was dishing out this cash for COVID this, COVID mm. that. So there was quite a lot of cash floating about. So everyone kind of relaxed in the way of spending. We're traveling in the completely other direction right now. Mm. The, the cash is going to be very scarce. The prices are going up. So um, I would say look after your clients, but also invite, figure out 
how can I deliver just as good result or maybe better to my customer? What are they looking for right now? Because right now we're all going into more of a, like a survival kind of like I need to feed my family. I need to make sure my rents are paid mm. and I'll think twice if I'm going to a restaurant or not. So I feel very sorry for our um, retail and hospitality actually because it's going to hit them hard. But it's it's not the end of the world for them because all they need to do, they need to be better than the other guy, right? Exactly. And in any business, the same, you just need to be better than somebody or somebody who is not interested in their numbers, who is not looking after their employees and, and happily dropping the service down low and low. So, yeah, those kind of three things, I think, in the cornerstone, just, just employees, the customers, and just innovate, adjust your product or service to exactly what your market is willing Mm. Um, willing to receive right at the moment i love that and i think it, it really highlights uh something that i was uh, i heard recently is that winners win and it doesn't matter who the prime minister or the president is it doesn't matter about the the economy or pandemics or anything else and obviously there are times when it's easier and more difficult to win but ultimately it is possible to win and it's so important, I believe, for people just to focus on what they can control. And it is their business. It is their service. It is how they show up at work every day. It is their, their mindset and all these things. And if we can just control those things and focus on, on doing them as powerfully and as positively as possible, then, then it's always possible to win, no matter what else is, is happening around the world. Yeah, totally agree. And it also, you can always sum it up to two things, really. Um, you have to be kind to yourself, but also remember that you live in the community, right? Mm. And it's it's really basic, but at the same time, if you adhere to those two things, all of a sudden you might find yourself in a happier place. And I'm not talking about just the business right now, but also as a person, as a human being. Mm. Uh, because it is tough for some people out there, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, look after yourself, look after the people who are around you and, and everything is going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And what, what a perfect way to, to end up. Everything will be fine and I'm sure it will be more than fine. Um, Valerie, before we, we finish up, we do have a tradition on this podcast, which is we have the final secret question. Now, what we have here is the tradition that the previous guest gets to write a question for the current guest. So here... So here in my uh, my no expense spared uh, book, uh, the the question book. So I haven't seen this question myself either. This was left from the the previous guest, which says. Normally, I'll say I love the surprises, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> These are all good questions. So oh, I think you might like this one. What is your ultimate dream, and what is holding you back from achieving it? It is a good one. My ultimate dream is to create a community out of um, many, many, many clients that we are serving and we will be serving and um, create this amazing raft of business owners that are helping each other producing amazing products and 
Yeah, I think if I shorten it, just to create a community around us and and be uh, and serve that community mm. and let the community serve it itself. It's a very good question. And what's holding you back from nothing, making that happen? Nothing is holding me exactly. back. Trust me, I'm on my way. <laughs> Amazing. I'm nothing, on my way. Nothing is holding us back. You are on your way and you absolutely are, Valerie. And I knew this was going to be an amazing conversation. It has absolutely surpassed my expectations, even more so. Um, if anyone is, is listening to this and they want to get in touch with you, they want to, to, to contact Emerald Business Advisory, where... How do they find you? How do they get in touch? Very, very easy. So um, the website is www.emeraldbusiness.co.nz or um, Google Valerie Rowe Mitchell. I'm all over there. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, what, what is coming through, actually, just really quickly, um, we're, we're getting a lot of people just from Google search. If you type in Google uh, uh, Business Advisor, um, we've got very kind, beautiful clients that are pu putting up reviews, which are all five-star. And, um, yeah, Google just for free puts me right up there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, we, we're here in Taranga. And uh, come say hello. And if not, I'm sure will cross paths somewhere at the networking event because I really love communicating and meeting other people and um, yeah here to serve that's all I'm going to say for this and, and thank you so much I love that it's such an awesome uh, medium for us to meet and talk and just um, yeah hopefully make the world a little bit better <laughs> that's what we're going to do here Valerie we are on a mission to make the world a wonderful place Valerie thank you so much for being here in the Tebby Nefarious studio it's been a pleasure and I, I look forward to seeing how the rest of your amazing journey is going to develop beautiful thank you so much oh, thank you thank you <laughs> Like what you hear? Don't forget to follow us on social media at Taming the Ferrets and to give us five stars on your podcast provider. We're New Zealand's best kept secret, but don't be afraid of sharing us with the world. This has been a WTF experience. Discover more of your favourite shows and learn how to launch your very own podcast at WTFproductions.nz.